<laughs> We're recording. Oh, okay, sorry. Nice. Okay, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to my second episode of Casual Encounters. If you guys listened to the first episode, you would know that my first guest, Hannah, is actually now my co-host. Co-host, let's go. So it's now Jordan, Hannah, and Hannah Show. Yeah. Could, yeah. So she actually, her name is Hannah Fentress. But she goes by Hannah, and then she knocked the H off of her name. So it's even spelled the same as mine. Yeah, so, so it's it's for my music, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. That's pretty cool. Technically, yeah. we could be like Jordan it Hannah. It literally looks the like... The Jordan Hannah show yeah. would still be Jordan <laughs> and Hannah. But we're still going to call it Casual Encounters. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's been quite a while since we filmed our last episode, and there's two reasonings for that. The first reasoning was because I had the coronavirus and it was not very fun. And she's healthy and safe, so that's all that matters. We're good now, mm-hmm. thank goodness. Um, and the second reasoning is because we would love to film an episode every week, but unfortunately, the way our budget works is um, we're going to have to do every two to three weeks. Takes and, money. Takes yeah, money, it takes money to rent this studio out. And so until we get our own equipment or a sponsor, we are just planning on doing it every two to three weeks. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm excited to be a co-host here. I love Jordan's standpoint on things, and I'm really excited to introduce Marshall. He is a gay conservative chiropractor, chiropractic intern. Yes, so this episode is going to be called... Controversy. Controversy. <laughs> that worked out. We didn't really plan to say that at the same time, but that's cool. So basically what we're going to do here is just harass Marshall and ask him all sorts of questions about him being gay, him being a conservative, all sorts of things, um, chiropractic care, why it's why it is so controversial, you know, the difference between holistic medicine and... Western. Yeah, Western. all of that. So Marshall, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah sure. Where are you from, by the way? I'm from Ohio, okay. um, small little farm town in Ohio. Um, I moved here to Dallas about four and a half years ago for chiropractic school. Oh. And so this is kind of my first big feel of a city. But I did live in Cleveland for a little bit in undergrad, which... Ooh, metal and the browns. Yeah, yeah. A little bit different. But um, so I started chiropractic school down here in Dallas, and I graduate in April, and I will be going up to Tulsa and finishing or starting my chiropractic career, I guess. Okay. Is that like what you've been wanting to do, your your passion, I would say? Oh, chiropractic? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I knew I wanted to be helping people in some way. I'm kind of that, like, I just want to help people. Yeah. thing and um i wanted to be a vet and okay. i realized animals can't talk to you i don't i don't <laughs> want to deal with that so about junior senior year of undergrad i was like i'm going to be a chiropractor i think this is my calling i love sports i was a student athlete in college and what did you play i was a volleyball player in college believe it or what? not what believe it or not what? you I, never told me I, this what, what position what position middle hitter no i'm kidding i was libero <laughs> i was too libero. i was a libero because yeah. you know i'm a little shorty <laughs> yeah i i was i was the only one like under like six two on my team they're what? giant I wait was you play normally player. shorter people can jump higher not me really i stayed very close to the ground. Okay. So wait, didn't don't you play volleyball? Yeah, you said you did. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Like, yeah. Hold on. Let's be clear about how I played sports in high school. So Ooh. technically, I'm very athletic. I'm good at 
a lot of sports. I'm not great at any. Uh Um, And the reason being is I didn't really start any sports until high school. Uh And then what happened with that is when I started them, I hated all my coaches. They were so rude. And they, um, I'm sorry, like I loved all my teachers and my principals, but with court volleyball, it was so confusing to me because I I hadn't grown up playing it. And all the drills and stuff were like absurd in my opinion. Um, and so also I pretty much failed out of every sport. Like I would be able to play and then I didn't fail school. I would get a progress report and, a, and I would have like D's on my progress report, which is like the three week report. Sports? No, in like school, like oh, you have okay. a progress oh, report oh, and you have a report oh, card. <laughs> the <you>. progress <laughs> report tells you what your progress has been. Okay. My ADHD was so bad in high school right. that like I would basically get not the greatest grades. Uh-huh. And so I wasn't able to play any of my sports. I would just uh-huh. go to practice and uh-huh. stuff. It was really hard on me. Anyways. I feel, um, that. I feel that. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't play volleyball. What happened was I graduated high school early and I started playing sand volleyball okay. over in Austin Ranch. Okay. And then I just started getting really good at sand volleyball, which mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. But now I like tennis better. So yeah, you Dude. play tennis all the time. I like tennis. I, if you like want to play a sport, I'm like tennis. Yeah, me and Jordan are gonna take this podcast to the tennis court. Tennis court one day. <laughs> we are. We're For gonna real. do a live podcast while we're playing tennis and just <laughs> like shooting the shit. It's gonna yeah. be great. It's gonna be a whole mess. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like every time I've seen Jordan, she's been in a tennis skirt every time. I've the last yeah, time I go we're... out in them, I run in them, yeah. I do squats in them. I love tennis skirts. So. Dude, that's good. We're gonna have to post a picture or something so everyone can see your tennis skirt. Okay, it's cute on her. All over her Instagram. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> just look at my Instagram. You brought okay, so you did volleyball, and that's I would say okay. I didn't want to get all distracted yeah, on that, sorry, but we yeah. just got hype on it. Um, but so, okay, so you're in, in school, and you said you always had a passion of helping people. Yeah, Clearly, yeah. you're not Doctor Doolittle, so you don't want to talk to animals. Uh, yeah, I was like not vet school, so I, okay. I chose chiropractic and. I've always known about chiropractic growing up, being in ath- and being in sports and things, and I was like, I look up to the chiropractors that I had work on me as an athlete, so I'm like, I, I want that. I want that to be me to another athlete growing up. I want to go into sports, but cool. we'll see where that goes. Um, so, yeah, that's how I ended up here, but I'm okay. not going to be here much. Why is there so much controversy in chiropractic care? This is what I want to know. Yeah, so it all it all stems from... Big Pharma, and this is my opinion, and I don't want to like state like this hey, is the way. It's all you. And it's all you. I'm not against medicine. I'm not against you know drugs and things. They're needed, but they are abused horribly in our society. The opioid crisis is insane, mm-hmm. and there's so many studies that show that that chiropractic care is the t- one of the top things for pain relief. You don't need opioids to take care of your pain. So you see all these people getting hooked on opioids and it's just, it's frustrating as a chiropractor to just be like, if that stupid doctor would have just maybe referred them to a chiropractor to help with their pain, they wouldn't be doing like heroin or meth because they were hooked on opioids. So, okay, why is it controversial? Um, well, <laughs> I'm like nervous to talk yeah. about it. Hey. Um, <laughs> be as transparent as you feel. I have like a lot of friends that are in the the medical industry and whatever, and I just feel like <laughs> we we're a better alternative. We're we we our schooling is this almost the same as a medical doctor schooling. We go through almost the same process, same curriculum little bit different they do more surgery we do we do more like spinal manipulation so 
we know what we're doing and people think of us like witch doctors. My, my brothers and my sisters and my mom, they all call me a witch doctor, which That's is, horrible. which is, it's like a running joke, but like, it doesn't really make sense though. Yeah. Like holistic medicine. Yeah. Cause know. it's like, people medicine, think it's witchy. Yeah. I, <laughs> but really I'll, medicine is more witchy. No, that makes sense because, and to tail off of that, mm-hmm. I um, learned a lot about, you know, amalgam fillings and mm-hmm. you have to get them removed properly. Mm-hmm. And there's holistic, dentist you can go to mm-hmm. an orthodontist and the ones that aren't aren't always a big fan of them because mm-hmm. of the whole controversial mm-hmm. i guess that makes sense to me so yeah. that connects yeah because like doctors and so the way i look at it is like doctors and stuff fix the problem mm-hmm. whereas like you know you go into the doctor and you feel like horrible and you don't know what caused it but yeah. they prescribe you the medicine to fix, they fix the problem the symptoms yeah. yeah they fix the symptoms whereas like holistic the holistic approach in general is like saying you know, if you take care of your body, if you eat right, mm-hmm. if you see the chiropractor frequently, if mm-hmm. you, you know, do breathing methods and meditate and you're stress-free and mm-hmm. you have positive thoughts, mm-hmm. then you're never going to get sick to begin with because you're taking care of your yeah, body. That's a good point that yeah. I should have brought up originally that chiropractors, what we learned throughout school is <clears throat> we fix, we don't fix what the patient is coming in for of just pain. We try and figure out where is that pain coming from. The biopsychosocial um, construct, it's like, biology, social, and um, psychology. So it can be from your brain, it can be from outside sources, it can be from actually something within you that's causing whatever issue. And we try and right. you know, get to the origin of the problem, whereas medical doctors, you're just a patient. Like, oh, you have ear pain, here's some medicine. Could it be right. your TMJ that's causing that? What is it because you know the pools you're getting into? Like, they don't care to go further. I don't wanna blanket all these doctors, but they don't care to like really go deep in and try and figure out where is the, where is this actually coming from? Right. So technically they they are blanketing it, the symptom and not getting to the root of the source. So it's really just maintaining the problem as Mm -hmm. opposed to solving it. And I'm not, and and I'm not going to say all doctors are like that. I don't want to say that, but big pharma is, I don't think anyone's really like on board with big pharma. Really? Do you guys? Do you guys? No, I don't even take. I don't take medication. I don't like, take. I, when I had Corona, like I wouldn't even take ibuprofen. I yeah. feel like I just took, you know, zinc, vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were um, talking about herbs. Even herbs. Yeah. I take a lot of herbs. You know, drink some hot tea. I would like literally get hot water, steam it, put like a little vapes thing in it, and mm-hmm. then just breathe that in to yeah. like help me breathe better. Yeah, and yeah. all sorts of ice baths. I did. I, I just feel like the majority of the population agrees that big pharma is not doesn't have their our best right. interest at heart and they're supposed to they're literally giving us medication to yeah. save our lives but they're just for money it's there's just, just so money much money thing. on the table and, yeah uh, chiropractors are our, our research is so underfunded compared to you know a research on a drug there's so much more money big pharma is going to put towards that than like um, putting research towards how is this chiropractic adjustment beneficial to someone right so we really struggle struggle with the money and funding department because we don't have big pharma backing us and wow. supplying all of our research. So right. well, and and to back like kind of what you're saying is there's two things I want to bring up. One is I think Chinese medicine is really interesting, mm-hmm. and somebody had just said kind of asked me if I heard about it the other day, as I was you know watching documentaries on holistic medicine and stuff because I've been really into it, mm-hmm. and they say that in Chinese medicine like the doctor gets like 
basically you pay you pay the doctor to not be sick and as soon as you get sick that means the doctor failed you mm-hmm. i thought yeah. that was really interesting yeah. so like you're no paying way. a doctor constantly and the doctor's making sure you're not getting sick like mm-hmm. giving you the things you need to do and then if you get sick, basically the doctor's fired. So you're like, like, your doctor's like on retainer. Yeah. So it's like, what if you get a common cold though? Like, is he yeah. fired? <laughs> Off with you. Yeah. yeah. Or, but, um, and the second thing is, is what was I going to say? I don't know. What were we talking about? Chinese medicine? Chinese medicine. Yeah. We were just talking about big pharma and then um, and, uh, you brought up Chinese medicine and how, you know. There was some. Oh, a chiropractor. So yeah. one time I, you know, I started seeing this chiropractor who was great. His name's Dr. Currington and he, helped because I had that like where I bend my neck down and I started getting like a little hunch and my posture was kind of off. Humpback. Yeah, humpback. So he helped fix that, um, which is great. But the chiropractor I saw before him, when I was 19, I actually did a fitness competition, the Ronnie Coleman, and I herniated a disc in my back. Oh, really? Oh, my god. So, yeah, that's just from lifting too heavy. And I was, you know, now I'm not really big into weight training, but then I was. Yeah. And um, I went to a chiropractor and he had said like, oh, I don't know what he said, like, oh, your rib's out of place or something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a herniated disc. He said I had a cracked rib or something. So he, like, moved it back into place. Uh-huh. Ended up her- herniating my disc, like, more. Really? To the point where, like, I was, I think, Christmas one day or Christmas Eve, and I couldn't get up. Like, and I was, like, mm-hmm. on the floor. I couldn't oh. move. I was in so much pain. So he just, like, kept on giving me this steroid shot. And, like, and to get the, you know, the pain would go away. And they would have to put me to sleep and then, like, give me this really long shot in my back. That oh would, my god! But it, yeah. Really, what I'm saying is, he prescribed me this pain medicine, like, and it was probably like my insurance was being charged, like I don't know, like five hundred dollars a week. He just kept sending me more bottles of this, like, uh, hydrocodone, but it was like the kind you rub on you. Okay. Yeah. So now there's like CBD creams and stuff like that, topical medicine, and um, I was I I started to realize that he was never fixing the problem. He was just. Yeah. Masking it. Mm-hmm. You're just blanketing it. You know? Yeah. And that was, was a chiropractor, right? That was a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. That was the only time that's happened with a chiropractor. And I thought maybe that's why there's controversy because yeah. they keep on telling you to come back. There's there's a lot <laughs> of chiropractors that I just look at and I just roll my eyes. There are, I don't wanna, there are people in my, in my clinic that were all about to graduate that I'm just like, we're giving degrees to people to take. Uh, that's incredible. I, yeah. Chiropractors were really bad at just letting anyone be a chiropractor we we're our schooling's tough yeah but uh, i don't want to bash my school um but for example the chiropractor that you were talking about he him saying oh you you have a rib out of place it's just a rib out of place got to put it back together there's no such thing as a rib being out of place if a chiropractor is telling you your rib is out your rib is not actually out of place it it's something made up that i don't know where it started from but it the biomechanics of your ribs, they're literally connected front to back. They can't pop out of plate. Like, that's yeah. not real unless you have an actual, like, broken, broken rib yeah. or something. And it's an easy thing that really crappy chiropractors just like to say to, like, just, right. oh, pop back in. No, you feel better. And sometimes it does make you feel better. Sometimes that adjustment does work. Or sometimes it... It your discord. It, sometimes, exactly. <laughs> You're using uh, drugs exactly. on yourself so you can feel better. So, yeah. Yeah. That's how... I, I, I was rescued by a chiropractor, and I mean that in the best way possible. Um, I was hit by a trolley, the trolley off McKinney at a red light. Like Stop. At the red light. How, wait, first, before you get into it, tell us how this happened. Oh, okay, I know. <laughs> Were you texting I, and walking? I, no, I wasn't out of my car. I, I wasn't out of my car, oh my cannot gosh. talk. So okay. I was at a red light, um, and just like you would be, like, 
I feel like the only times my car has gotten hit is when I am not in it or it's been standstill. And that's what's so crazy to me. Um, I was at this red light sitting there about to go to this meeting, like I had one like corner to turn. And then I just get slammed by this trolley. And I blacked out like for a split second, found, woke up to myself rolling across the intersection over by that Whole Foods. And um, yeah, I was like, throw my whole neck, like everything from here. I still kind of deal with problems sometimes. Jeez, you've been attacked by a dog. You've been hit by a trolley. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, <laughs> God is real. Angels protect me because I'm still alive. Uh -huh. And so I'm oh not lives actually. I'm a cat. Seven more to go. Wait. <laughs> yeah, seven more to go. <laughs> yeah, keep counting. Be careful. Um, yeah, and I just remember like waking up. Like I had a hat on. I wear hats all the time, and it saved my face because it bashed into my steering wheel, wow. and my hat popped off, and it hit this. Um, and so, yeah, face wasn't busted, but my neck felt like somebody just ripped it to shreds. And, um, there's an amazing, I forget his name, but he's in the South Lake area and, um, they paid for my chiropractic needs. So I went there for a while and, you know, I'm back to normal pretty much. I still deal with some things, but if it wasn't for a chiropractor, I don't know what I would have done. We're really awesome. Like, yeah. I, I love my profession. I love what I'm into. Um, I, I guess I could say the story that I kind of got introduced to chiropractic. So when I was a very, I was probably like five years old, and my mom has told me the story, so it's not, I don't have recollection of it, but I was having really bad bowel issues. I couldn't pass my stool, and I was just constipated, and it got so bad that, like, my mom took me to the doctor, and um, he was a DO, uh, osteopath, and he prescribed my mom just, I think it was prune juice or some kind of laxative just to break it up. You know, that's what you would do. And I took it, and later on that day, mom said I was in the restroom, like, in excruciating pain, screaming. My mom thought that I was, like, going to die. I was, like, in so much pain. And so she called the doctor back, like, it's worse. And he could hear me screaming through the phone. And <clears throat> he's like, get him to the hospital. We're prepping him for surgery. We need to go in and, like, have surgery to get all the stuff out. And because he might have a ruptured bowel. So... My mom's freaking out. She's like, oh, my gosh, my five-year-old's about to go into surgery. And <clears throat> so my mom called a family friend, and she's like, because I have five brothers and sisters, and like, can you watch the kids while I take Marshall to go to the hospital? And she's like, well, what's going on? And got the story, and her husband's a chiropractor, and she's like, let Scott see Marshall. Just bring him in really quick before you go. Just let him see him, and just don't ask questions. So mom brought me to, a, to his office really quick, and – what he did, don't know, not sure, the adjustment he did, but uh, he just, I, I assume it was some kind of pelvic adjustment, and I went to the restroom and just <laughs> shit it all out. And no I, way. I was, my mom said I walked out completely fine. She said I, when I was going through it, I lost all the color in my skin, and wow. and she said well, I, you, I walked out of that restroom, and I looked just like nothing ever happened. And I didn't have to go to surgery, and it pretty much saved me from a really scary surgery. What the heck? That's yeah. crazy. So, so you said that um, I remember talking about this with you. You have you're one of six. I'm one of six. And there's three boys, three girls. Three boys, three girls. Because I'm one of six, three uh, boys, three girls. And you fall where? I call myself the first middle because there's technically two. You're you're second. So I'm the third. Oh, okay, I'm um, second. Okay, so one thing I was gonna ask: Do you feel like that kind of plays into? your need and love to help people oh 100 percent. i i am huge i'm a big i love zodiac sign stuff and i love like i think that 
your zodiac sign uh, sounds controversial. Here we are. <laughs> but um, your zodiac sign has a lot to say how you, you're going to behave in life. And also where you fall sibling-wise is right. how you might behave in your life. Being, Ain't that the truth? Yeah, being the second oldest, <laughs> I've always felt like I was taking care of my brothers and sisters. And uh, my older brother, he's probably going to watch this, you're great, but I, I've always have been the <laughs> older one. I've always been the older brother. And after my dad died when I was 14, I kind of, and my mom was just going through a lot, and we kind of lost our mother at one point. And I, I felt like I was taking care of them and like taking care of my brother and because he lost his dad and he was super close to my dad and I feel like yeah that definitely plays a role in how you behave your where you fall you have two sisters three sisters um I have two sisters and an older brother but we have a very interesting family dynamic Mm -hmm. we all have the same mom and different dads Mm -hmm. and so my stepdad who actually raised me since I was one or did it was my sister's real dad, but mm-hmm. that's it's all you know crazy. Yeah, but we love each other. We all grew up in the same household. We're brother and sisters. We're all super close. You don't even consider them. Yeah, like, like half. if people say half, I'm like. Yeah, yeah but Jordan's also that like that personality type. And tell me if I'm wrong. Where I feel like you are so like giving, and you're here to like help everyone get what they deserve yeah. out of life. And I feel like that comes from your sisterhood like with your yeah family, I think that of. that has a lot to do with that and I think it has a lot to do with like um just like the lack of love I think I felt from certain people in my life yeah. and mm-hmm. that made me want to give that love to somebody else that I was missing out on yeah. that's so a, it's so ama- it really amazes me like when I meet people with character like yours or like yours and I know we haven't known each other for very long but I already know this this man's boyfriend like (laughs) it says it all just the type of person that he attracts and then Jordan and me and our relationship building so quickly yeah um they really are like leaders and they love pulling people together and bringing the best out in them and I can attest I can attest for like it being um felt over here but also me coming from a big family I know a lot of the reason my I have passion to speak to the youth is because I have so many siblings and like seeing my younger sister seeing my younger brothers I want them to have you know to look up to something and know that they can do whatever they want and see their sister do it and I just feel like that comes from having a big family so and I know that we don't have a ton of time but I really want to get into speaking of family and whatnot is you being gay because right now I have so many gay friends and I have not been able and I me and Marshall and Hannah got really comfortable asking him uncomfortable questions that we were very (laughs) curious about and I think it's cool to share it with I mean tell us about how your story on how you came out and how that affected you what age were you when you came out and what age were you when you knew you were gay so I get that question a lot like when did you know you were gay and when if if someone poses that question to me I would pose the question back when did you know you were straight dang yeah like <laughs> my whole life yeah, yeah, yeah I was like five I, years old when I had a crush on a guy exactly so. like I never like was like oh yeah I'm gay I just it was just always just a thing I just right. always knew um when I came out of the closet I was 19 and didn't mean to. It was an accident. We don't have to go into the entire story, but it wasn't. <clears throat> it wasn't a pleasant coming out story. I come from a very conservative family. It was after my father passed away, so my mom felt like she needed to kind of take the fatherly role and make sure that right. dad's voice was still in it. And 
it was like we're not supporting this, we're not accepting this, sorry, goodbye, kind of thing. That's like so horrible. And it it was it was hard. It was hard because I grew up very Christian and believing that what was in me was wrong. Right. I always thought that what I was what I was experiencing, what I was feeling wow. was was sinful and that I would burn in hell and but I we was, all sin. That's the exactly, thing. So it's exactly. like, oh, you can't say, oh, I'm Christian yeah. and my son can't be gay. Well, you're Christian and you sin yeah. every day yeah, in other exactly. ways, you know? Exactly. And so I t- just talked to my mom last night about this. And I, she said something to me that really I didn't know that she felt this way. She said, she said, I've always known you were gay. She's like, I've always known that since you were a little kid. And she's like, what really changed my mind was, I wrote it down so I didn't screw it up. Um, what, re- what really changed my mom's mind was uh, when I told her, I said, I've prayed and prayed for this to go away since I was a kid and it never went away. And if I had the option to be straight, I would have taken that immediately. If that was an option for me, why would I choose to be ostracized or like, Treated diff- like treated right. in a bad way. I would. I wish I could be straight and just have kids and it'd be easy. But it's not my reality. And I tried to change it, and it just. Oh. You can co-parent with the straight person. I told myself if I'm not married by 35, I'm going to get a beautiful gay man, uh-huh. and we're gonna have a baby together, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're gonna co-parent. Yeah. It, it's... I mean, <laughs> or I'm gonna adopt. <laughs> <laughs> like what? what you're but about, either way, yeah. it's an option. Yeah. I'm just Her, saying. I, I Colt and I, my boyfriend, we're. We can't wait to have kids. It's a big part of like what we want, and um, oof, I just want kids so bad. Aww. And his boyfriend Colton is so hot. By the way. <laughs> no, he so literally is like they're Barbie both and Ken. so cute. But it's like Ken Barbie and Ken. And Ken. <laughs> oh well, I think I thought Colton because he had blonde hair. It was Barbie. Barbie, which I actually <laughs> asked Marshall because in when I see oh, a bunch yeah. of okay, I'm gonna say this for uh, lesbians. When I see yeah. lesbians, you always see like a one who is more like masculine. Butch. Yeah, more butch. Feminine. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Butch is okay. You can okay. say butch. Butch. And then there's one that's more feminine. And I've, you know, seen this from afar. I'm like, I wonder why you never see like two masculines and two feminines together. It's yeah. always one or the other. Um, and I think I asked Marshall, I said, so how does that work? And he said, first of all, gay people do not like being asked yes. that question. Gay men especially. So, and why is that? So, so gay men... I'm like, who's the girl who's the guy? He's like, shut the front door, right? I'm like, zip. Yeah, I was with my boyfriend, and I think it was you that asked that. Like, well, who's the boy? Who's the girl? And that is the most, like, cringy thing for a gay person to hear because it's like, we're both men. Like, none of us, there might be in a relationship, a gay relationship, a more feminine gay person and a more masculine. They might be both more feminine acting, but we're both men we're not we don't and to call us women it's almost like it's it kind of demeans us a little bit and we know that it comes out of ignorance when people ask us that so it's not like screw you like but yeah i i like to educate my straight friends just like let's uh yeah let's not say that well it's like (laughs) i was talking to and uh tell me if I'm wrong, or mm-hmm. if you've ever yeah, wanted this question asked, I guess it's pretty simple. But I was uh, talking to another gay friend of mine, and I just had so many questions for him. And I was kind of thinking about it based off of even our future conversation mm-hmm. we were going to have. Mm-hmm. But not just like, when did you know you were gay? Mm-hmm. Um, how did you know? Um, is it hard to find other people that, like, how do you know if someone else is gay? Mm-hmm. And then um, Grindr. I asked. <laughs> 
I asked him, I was like, what's a question that you would like to be asked that most people don't ask you? And um, and his response, well, I want to ask that. Okay. And then, but his friend responded for him, and he said about, ask about, is it hard to find love? Because uh, so many people ask about what it's like uh, to be yeah. gay and, like, date gay people, uh-huh. but... I feel like it'd be so hard to find love. Genuine love. It's hard finding love when you're straight. Yeah. And there's not enough, like, for me as a girl, like, I look around, I'm like, I don't ever see any, like, lesbians. Like, they don't make it known, you know? So yeah. it's like, what if you were a lesbian? Like, how do you find love? Yeah. How do you find love as a gay person? It's, I know that was, like, two questions, kind yeah, of, but yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, how do you find love? It's hard in the gay community. Uh, you find a lot of short-term love because we all know the gay mind, not gay mind, the male brain is constantly thinking about sex. We're constantly, we're sexual people. We're, and it's hard to find someone to settle down with to write that contract, I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life. Women are, their brains tend to be more honed down, have a family and, you know, uh, that kind of tight unit kind of thing where men are just like, we're so easily tempted and we're so easily just like, we think with our penises instead of our heads and it's gets us in a lot of trouble and that's why you just see a lot of cheating and I mean you see cheating in straight relationships obviously but um it's hard it's hard in the gay world um wait what was your other question my other question was um if there was a question that you wish people would ask you know that you don't tend to get asked as a gay regarding my sexuality regarding being gay or Uh, I think I Maybe something about family, like, is your family, how is your family with this? Are you okay? Like, do you have a family? Like, I feel like there's a lot of gay people in this world who don't have families after they come out of the closet, and they're very so lonely. Sad. Wow. They're very, very lonely. I have and chills it's like, I've, yeah, that's. I, when I kind of felt like I lost my family, I, I had like the tightest union of friends. I would hold on to my friends so tight, and almost to the point where they were like, Okay, like you're always calling us, you're always texting. I'm like, right. no, like you're my family. Like I, I, I need some a I unit need, yeah. that loves me for who I am. And I mean, it's been six years, and I feel like I have the greatest unit of friends all across this country that like I can call at any time, and they're there for me. And now I, I want to say that my family has done a complete 180. They love me. They accept me. They they love Colton. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that makes me so happy. Um, and back to the episode's name, Controversy. Let's just bring that right. Let's stir Let's it up a little it. here. <laughs> so how is being a gay conservative? Because it the question of the hour. So <laughs> because every, I remember we were sitting down at brunch and your friend was like, you can't be gay and a conservative. Yeah. And we need to keep in mind that being a conservative, like I'm not the most religious person ever. Mm -hmm. I don't have the most conservative mindset. I'm Mm -hmm. very open-minded. And if you took the definition of liberal 15 years ago, I would almost consider myself more of a liberal because I think people should be able to express themselves. They should be able to be gay if they want to. They should Mm -hmm. be able to, I'm a very open-minded person. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to like policies and just everything else, I would say I'm either more moderate or conservative. Um, and you're a gay conservative, mm-hmm. which apparently is impossible, but it's not. So let's it's talk not. about that. You know, it's it's interesting. There, there was a poll that came out that said 45% of gay people might be voting for Trump this year. And people are just like, that's not true. Oh, my gosh. There's a silent majority of gay people that don't just vote 
because we just listen to what the media tells us to do and we don't listen to the bull crap that's thrown at our faces. I mean, I have so many gay friends, so many liberal gay friends. I don't judge them. I don't I don't ever try and down them because of their right. political views. I think that is not what this country was built for. It's built on a two-party system, which is stupid in itself, but <laughs> we're bu- it's built to have that option of picking either one. None is they're both good choices. They should be good choices. But um, being a gay conservative, my, I grew up conservative. When I came out of the closet, I feel like I just rebounded hard to liberal because I'm like, I, I couldn't get married when I came out of the closet. I had, I had right. rights that were taken away from, like, I didn't have. So I felt like I needed to be a liberal. I needed to do this. 2015, we got the right to marry. Last summer, we got um, the job discrimination case was passed where where LG, um, se- sexual orientation and gender identity are now are now protected under uh, job protection so you can't be fired for being gay last year I could have been fired for being a gay person no questions asked and well, that's now crazy. that changed and what's interesting is that was done under a Supreme Court that's majority Republican and it's done under Trump's administration and the person that that decided to put that little little excerpt of sexual orientation and gender identity to be protected in that court case was Donald Trump's nominee. So the, there's arguments about Donald Trump is appointing judges that are going to take away our rights, and they're going to... It's like, that's so dumb. It takes so much to take away an amendment of the Constitution and to think that, uh, that Trump's had four years of a majority... Um, Supreme Court and the Senate's Republican. Um, he's Republican. There has not been any talk of anyone's rights being taken away. I feel like as a gay person, I was a little weary when Trump got in office. I'm like, okay, maybe is he going to do something? And I've only felt like I've gained rights through Trump, and I've not felt like. I could go on about Trump. Wow. I could too, but I promised my mom I wouldn't get too far into politics on the show. So, mom, I'm going to live up to your word. But I do want to say that this whole, you know, the I watched the first debate and everyone's calling Trump a racist because mm-hmm. he didn't um, what denounce white supremacy. Yes. And or con- condemn, condemn white su- it, yeah. supremacy. And literally, if you look at, I just wanted to encourage everyone to look at the d- dialogue of the debate. And literally, word for word, you will see him condemning white supremacy, which he also did back in 2017. He's done it like 30 times. So, this yeah. whole like, there is, you know, a racial problem going on in America, and yeah. it's, you know, very sad, and there does need to be things that are changed. I think that cops need better training, and which would actually take more money, but, um, I think that there's a huge problem with, you know, and I don't I don't know what it's like to experience that. But I do think that it's wrong to say someone's racist when they're clearly where's the not. I, yeah. I just, where where's where's the policies that are put in place that you can be see that's racist. See what he did right there is racist. You, you they like to go off his rhetoric and I'm not someone who's super fond of Trump's rhetoric. I think it's very divisive. I think he says some things that I'm like He's not the best leader, like, when it comes to, like, you know, as a leader, you're supposed to carry yourself a certain way, Mm -hmm. and he's embarrassing sometimes, and I'm like, can you please delete your Twitter? Like, like, 100% of the time. And there's some things that he says that are just, like, not cool, but... Uh 
It's like, you know, I have a ton of black friends who support Trump, and I know a ton of black Republicans, and just to say that in, if you're a certain color, you have to be Democrat yeah, so or crazy. you have to be Republican, that just needs to stop, and you need to look yeah. at the policies and the facts and see which policies you agree with yeah. and what you don't. And I definitely, to side note on that, just do your research, like your mm-hmm. your actual research, not, not your friend's research and the conversation that y'all had, not what social media reposted. I think we really yeah. need to dive into the things that have been kind of tucked away that aren't as exposed yeah. it's the stuff that you just stated you yeah. know that i had no idea you know yeah like, I, I get i get on my instagram i have so many gay friends that are like a vote for a vote for donald trump is a, a vote against being gay or the gay population community it's just it's just these talking points it's, it's like just because he's republican gay? though and I, i'm just gonna state a few things trump was is the first president to come into office to support LGBT. At the RNC convention, when he was announced the, the primary winner for the Republican Party, he said at the RNC convention, I, I am supporting LGBT people, and the whole crowd stood up. No one talks about that. He was he held a rainbow flag. He, he has, in 2001, he said in um, an article, uh, interview, that he supports gay marriage. It's like, this man has a track record of pro-LGBT, and if you look at the opposite, Joe Biden has a horrible history with LGBT people. He he was for, he signed on for Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which was horrible. He signed on for the marriage, uh, mar- some marriage, dis- making sure that marriage is between men and a woman. Uh, he did that in the 90s. And you can go and interview, look on YouTube, just see all the things that he's talked about black people, about gay people, the contrast, it's like, how do people not just look at the, like, just look. Well, because the media is 90% against Trump, Mm -hmm. and so the problem with media is they're they're very biased opinions. Of course. And they're going to bring up these, like, things that Trump says that makes him look so bad. I do think that Trump needs to be a little more empathetic towards people of color. I think he needs to be more empathetic towards the coronavirus pandemic. I think there's things that he's doing that sometimes he comes off cocky and he pisses a lot of people off. Uh-huh. But he does exactly what he says he's going to do, yeah. which is very, I mean, to me, that's what's really important. But, um, again, I'm really sorry, Mom. <laughs> it's just She's one like, episode. We're still talking. It's just one episode. Anyways, I just encourage everyone to go out there and vote, and I encourage yeah. everyone to do the research and not look at media and not look at the news channels because 90% of news channels are just going to be biased anyways. Um, there's certain apps. I think my friend said that BBC was a good one to look at news that's not super mm-hmm. biased. Like, NPR is decent. But anyways, like watch the debates and like mm-hmm. see what they talk about and then look up the policies. And sometimes you can yeah. even look up like debates, like college mm-hmm. debates and like listen to de- people debating politics to learn mm-hmm. more about them. Right. But, um, you know, I click it on Fox News. I click it on CNN. Fox News talking crap about this person. CNN's talking yeah. crap about this person. And right. it's just so it's biased. It's like a bunch of yeah. girls in high school. Just I, like, yeah. I, I would also <laughs> include just if I was to give any advice, just be open minded or just be open to open dialogue with someone that doesn't agree with you. Right. Like, it's so easy to just Can I shut someone down. Five on that. It's just like, I was shut talking him down. to the finest man in LA, <laughs> and he was a dream. He was like six foot six, Jewish. I don't know what it is, but I love Jewish men. Yeah. They're just, 
yeah, something about them. Uh-huh. Gorgeous. Surfed, like, we just hit it off so well. He was, like, so down to earth. And then um, he, like, posted something with politics that really made me mad because he said something about anti-maskers and Trump supporters. And yeah. all I said was not all anti-maskers are Trump supporters. There are plenty of anti-maskers who are Biden supporters. Yeah. And he basically was like acted like a psychopath um, <laughs> about me saying that. And when I say a psychopath, like I thought this man was going to fly to Texas and like shoot me down. Um, and then I was like, okay, listen, I was like, I respect your point of views on politics yeah. and I want to learn more about it. So yeah. I was like, is there any way we can have an open discussion with you? And this is why I started this whole podcast, by the way. I was like, with you telling me more about Biden and why you support him, because yeah. I'm a very open-minded person. I'm very moderate in politics, like I said. But um, I just wanted to know more. And he basically was like, no, F you. Like, this is done. F you. Um, You know, like, you even like Trump, then, like, I'll never speak to you again. And that was literally, like, that's what ended things. This is why you wanted to start the show. And I'm like, you're so cute, though. Just shut your mouth. There's more. There's more. (laughs) It happens happens way too often. And he was 6'6", and just, like, he had a disco freaking afro sometimes and i was just like a disco afro you love disco. well i love disco yes. and so like every year i have like a disco party and remember i was saying oh, like yeah. we should do a silent disco yeah. so he has this outfit on his instagram i don't think i'm allowed to say his name i'm blocked anyways but i probably get sued <laughs> but this guy has zebra print suit on with a hairy chest a gold necklace an afro a fake afro and rollerblades on and that was when i knew that this, one, this might be the man. one. Yeah. And then he was so close-minded yeah. when it came to just, like, so having different beliefs in politics. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, so that was that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it happens way too often. And I feel like it's something new. Like, it's this, if you think 10, 15 years ago, and obviously we're of the almost same age, we can't really speak on it, but I feel like... People weren't at each other's throats politically like we are now. They could be like, friends with each other. Yeah, and people were like, oh, you like George Bush? I don't like George Bush. I loved I Bush, by the way. I know, me yeah, too. I freaking cool. loved Bush. I literally just said that the other day. I was like, whatever happened to the followers. George Bush time? <laughs> I don't care. I love the Kennedys, yeah. too, and they were Democratic. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, yeah. Carolyn Bassett and, and okay. Kennedy Jr., yeah. JFK Jr., loved them. In today's climate, it's like I'm almost afraid to say... I liked Obama. I actually liked Trump. Obama was a respectable guy. Yeah, he had a very good way of uh, carrying himself, at least. He was very presidential. Yeah, Yeah. very presidential guy, very classy. Michelle Obama was a rock star, I think. So, yeah. But I just feel like today, it's like you you can't, unless you fit into the liberal narrative, you can't be loud, or else they're going to shut you down. And they're going to be even louder. And they're going to be loud. (laughs) And because... but sorry, mom. I'm really sorry. I gotta stop this. But anyways, <laughs> she said period. Okay. I, so my boyfriend, when we started dating, he not to call you out, Colton, but um, he was not out. very political at all. He just was like, I don't want to be involved. I don't. I don't even want to. His his grandma hates Trump. Hates Trump. And I'll always bring it up sometimes. I'm around her like, so did you see Trump did that? And she's like. Oh, she just yells at me. But I have, I have <laughs> Marshall's like I've fishing. used Colton almost as like almost as like an experiment. Just to like I give him I give him facts, just like, what do you think about this? Someone who has no opinion, no doesn't care either way. I'm just like, what do you think about this story? And I like hearing it from a point of view that isn't biased. And it's so interesting. And I've kind of he's still 
I don't know about Trump. I, I really don't like, he hates Biden, but he's like, I don't really love Trump. And I'm like, you know what? As long as you're getting the facts and understanding things, that's what matters because people always say, I don't really like politics. I don't really care about that stuff. It is affecting your paycheck. It's affecting affecting where you work, where you live. Like I was just talking about who's this. going into office. Trump is hopefully about to send us another stimulus check. Ugh. We're gonna shut down the government. You bet to pay us. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Right? I'm hungry. Help. No, my stomach's actually Help growling me. right now. I can pick it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, note. where that check at though? <laughs> yeah, I hope it does. Anyway, so. Okay, well, we're, like, running out of time here. We're pretty yeah. much out of time. We could go on for days. Marshall's yeah. amazing. Really Jordan's could. amazing. Hannah, my co-host, is amazing. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah, so, anyways, next episode coming to, to you soon. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, leave a comment. Um, I'm really sorry I got into politics, but it's important. We have an election coming up in November, yeah. and all I'm saying is if you fight... Vote for Biden, vote. then I don't care. If you vote for Trump, then I don't care. But, but if you don't buy a house from me, you're dead to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a meme. Okay, I'm and done. Vote. <laughs> Please vote. Uh, uh, that's actually funny. Also, yeah, follow the new Instagram account because we're gonna run get that running so y'all can keep up with Casual all the fun encounters things. with Jordan and Hannah. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Marshall, for being a part thank of this, you, and I will talk to you guys soon. Woo. <laughs> Call it a day. Me